Welcome to West Coast Wednesday here on Prospectors Radio with Kathleen really? Biffle, Rich Cooley, Scott Swiftwater Tony, Indiana Gold Hunter, Dennis Dayton, and your host, Tim Grimes. We hope you enjoy the show and thanks again for listening. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Prospector Radio's West Coast. And we are you too. <laughs> Not yet, we ain't. <laughs> Hold on a second, Dad. Uh, we will be in one second. Didn't realize I had to type that in first, so. Oh! <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, crap. Well, this is still new to us, so. <laughs> new to you, Tim. Well, new to me, yeah. Well, we're live now, so there. It just went live? Yeah, now you could do it. <laughs> we are YouTube <laughs> Even I lost my voice on the first one. Did you? Well, else? You have to do it twice. Ooh, it's hard to. Huh? Hard to I said do it, it was hard to. Hard to do it twice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I gave it all I had the first one. Well, good job. Yeah, we're definitely... Who's watching, <laughs> who's watching YouTube tonight? <clears throat> Who watched YouTube last week? Scott? Or are you, Rich? I'm trying to get on it right now to look at it. Rich, I don't think it started. All right, Rich, you got... It says we're live. Rich, you I'm got posting a link right now. Up. Rich got Spreaker, Scott's got YouTube, I got GPS. No, this is the last one. Actually, I'll look and see. Scott, post a link to the YouTube on GPS. I already did. Okay. You, where'd you post it? On the page, on Facebook. There no, it is. Post it on Gold Prospector Space in the chat room. Well, Jaron put one in there for YouTube. Oh, he did? Okay, never mind. Oh, hang on a second. Never mind. Thank you, Jaron. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, Jerry's got it already. Radio? What's that, Dennis? Is it under Prospector's Radio? I don't know. <laughs> On YouTube? Yeah. What are you asking me for? Copy the link. <laughs> there I am. <laughs> Where'd you go, Shad? Well, the one camera we're having to use, so Kathleen has the regular webcam... It stay it like only will do like the video on because okay. it's a regular camera, right? For thirty minutes and then it goes away. That's <laughs> I just looked over. I'm like, I'm not even on. Where am I? Why do they only do it for thirty minutes and it goes away? Yeah. <laughs> so what do you got to do every thirty minutes? Turn back Turn it off and on real quick. <laughs> really? It's yeah. got to get, get set the timer. You gotta get a new camera or something. TikTok, TikTok. Well, it's not for streaming. <laughs> it's for uh, it's, it's a make do. Uh, oh, you have something planned today? Well, I'm just doing the news like normal, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you have planned? <laughs> I don't have anything planned. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. You you know how you guys do your backgrounds, right? Uh, while I'm doing a story, I'll put. Whatever okay. I'm do- doing the story on behind me. Well, that that'll be sense? cool. We look forward to that. That'll give us some visuals. Yeah, you'll have a visual, <laughs> I think, if it works. <laughs> well, I think it'll work. Did Chad set it up for you, Kathleen? Uh, yes. It'll work. Uh, but it was a big to-do. Big to-do. <laughs> was, it, was it really, Chad? <laughs> uh, so, we'll see. So, Okay. Why was it such a big to-do, Shad? 
It just always is with her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, it's like she has like one, like a small computer, but it's, you could do just basic stuff. Right. Old computer that she uses is like a lot more powerful. So she kept freezing on her webcam when we were in the pre-show. Okay. So I had to go get the the other computer for her and get everything set up for her so it'll work and. Now it does. You can see her. Right. Yeah, we see her good now. She over here. Uh huh. (laughs) And I'm afraid to touch anything, so I'm not in the chat room tonight. Okay, because you don't want to mess nothing up. I'll probably mess something up. (laughs) (laughs) Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Yeah, just leave it alone. (laughs) Right. If it's not broke, don't fix it, right? That's exactly right. If anybody types anything special, Kathleen, we'll let you know. Okay. Okay. So no, I can't even no. see Shad's. He's way over there in the other room. And he's in another room. Who's <laughs> <laughs> waving the wrong way, Shad? <laughs> hey, there's a <laughs> mysterious hand on this shed. I'm right through the wall, didn't it? That's, That's what, creepy. It's cool. <laughs> I wish we all could do that. <laughs> <laughs> you now, guys got a busy week? I know I do. Why? Oh goodness! Uh, oh, I, I got to go back up to camp. Got to bring this guy back home. And, Manny, I like yeah. I like you two wearing matching hats tonight. I got to get uh, everything put in storage. Get my RV, empty everything out. Da da da. Refrigerator, do the cleaning, defrost the freezer, make sure the tanks are empty, and then put it in storage. And then, man, I'm on my way back home to unpack everything. Your camper. Summarizing. Summarizing it. Summarizing. Yeah, we're summarizing it more or less. No. We're going to uh, de-winter ours what? here this weekend, I think. Yeah, hopefully this weekend we're going to grab it and, and go. And get all the pink stuff out and get it going. And go. Are you going to go? I'm hmm? hoping we can get at least a day trip in. Day trip, yeah. Um, Not camping, but We're going to do trip. some sluicing. It's time. It's time to get out of this house. Is it going to be nice this weekend or crappy? I don't care. Oh. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Saturday. It's be a day trip. If it's not, if it ain't nice this weekend, it will be next weekend because we're hitting a, three digits this Saturday for the whole next week. Yeah, There's yeah. light rain on Saturday, a high of 59, and a chance of sho- or showers on Sunday, a high of 50. But it's, uh, it's in the middle of the week. Anything can happen. Yeah, true. It could change by the time weekend gets here, right? Yeah, buddy. We're yeah. in Ohio. It was snowing here at my house a little bit ago. No. Are you kidding me? No, and I mean big snowflakes, too. <laughs> it looked like December. <laughs> Tell me that. Oh. Dude, I swear to you, it looked like December. I'm like, what's going on? Good I have some bad news, though. Uh-oh. What? I went outside yesterday. I woke up and went outside to let the dogs out. And then I see the biggest heron fly <laughs> out of the pond into fly away and ate five of my fish. Are you kidding me? Well, let, let me explain this better because Kathleen's making it sound horrible. It is horrible. <laughs> it's the little pond, not the big pond with all the koi. It's like... The goldfish, goldfish have, that two pots, accidentally right? spawned the right. previous year. The secondary, the whole Yeah, tank. it's a small one. It's un- <laughs> We don't have a, a net over it. Right. The big pond does with all the koi. Right. So 
Yeah, one fish survived. He, he was hiding under the filter, poor thing. How big were these ones in that tank? The biggest oh, one was were, like this. They were good size. About, about five, inches. six inches. Yeah, six inches. About six yeah. inches. Yeah, so that was a pretty good meal. Yeah. Well, yeah, if he flew off, he's like, I'm full. I don't care. Yeah, so he, he's definitely... <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's wanting to I get them colorful went out there and hit it with a stick. <laughs> I, <would> <laughs> <laughs> I thought... No more fish in that little pond. I thought you was going to say he got some of your colorful ones. No, your they survived. Fancy they coin. did get my white and uh, red goldfish. I think they're called comets. Uh-huh. Or a clown. Well, Clownfish. He, he knows where the, where he got them at. He'll be back, right? He's, yeah, it is uh, not good. And I, <laughs> I feel so, like, sad for them because... There was a struggle. There was about <laughs> this much water was out of that pond. And I thought, well, maybe there was a hole in the liner from the herring. Right. No, nope, it was all from the massacre. <laughs> That's just crazy. And the little fish that was left, we put him in the big pond and we haven't seen him since. He's hiding. <laughs> he's terrified. Yeah, or one of the bigger ones ate him. <laughs> no, he's too big for he's them. Too big to for that. Yeah, he's too big yeah. for them. He's he, hiding. He probably it's- is hiding. Jeez. Man. Must have been, Carnage. It had to have been anarchy when that crane was out there. I'm surprised you didn't see him or hear him or the dogs didn't. Well, as soon as I opened the door, the dogs ran out and, and saw it, but it flew away oh. with its stupid legs back. <laughs> I think it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the guy. That's the uh, koi murderer right there. I can't, get, I can't get the top of his head in there. I was going to have it where he's just kind of looking like, what are you doing? And I can't get it in there. Feed me. <laughs> the koi murderer. Dang, Aaron. It's the law to kill them here. So yeah, it is. They're pro- they're protected. You know, they don't care if they eat your koi or what. I think when we move to Arizona, there's going to be a, a whole other set of predators. I'm sure. Oh sure. <laughs> yeah, they're on four legs, and there's a lot of them. <laughs> you got the fox. You got a skunk. You got raccoons. You got the miners' cats, bobcats, mountain lions. Hence why the um, koi ponds indoors. Right. <laughs> that makes sense well, to me. Well, screened in. Indoors. Well, it's going to be. Yeah, it'll be protected. We're, we're, we've been in arguing mode about the house because I kid you not, she's trying to design a house around the koi pond. <laughs> I told you I was. I'm fighting it. He's fighting it, he said. That's hilarious. <laughs> Scott, are you in the YouTube chat room? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm actually trying to set stuff up so uh, I can I get, get our guest. Dennis is in YouTube oh, chat Dennis room. Dennis is watching it? Okay. All right, cool. Cool, cool. Hold on. Let me see something. I got a message over here. I know. I'm not even paying attention. I got to look at it. So, Dennis, are you in the YouTube chat room? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Cool, cool. Wait a minute. We have a guest tonight. Yes, we do. Yes. Scott. Is it a surprise or are we going to say who it is? <laughs> oh, no, we've I've already advertised and everything. It's Brian Wilder from American uh, Gold Prospectors. He's a avid gold digger, avid YouTuber, and I think he's going to be an interesting guest tonight. He's been quite a few places, does quite a few things, and uh, 
really good at what he does where he lives in Massachusetts. So it's going to be an interesting guess. And I'm going to see, you know, we're going to find out what he's doing, where he's been, where he's going, uh, what he's figuring out he's going to do for this next year, stuff like that. We're just going to see, you know, kind of follow along with what this story's bouncing. So. Got it. Hey, Shad, are you on YouTube? I am on YouTube under Wondering Buffaloes. uh, Oh, I was going to say, you're a a manager of our page, Make Jaren a Moderator. You know what? Well, no, I'm personally, my personal account is. Right, that's what I meant, right. Okay, but you're on as Wondering Buffaloes, never mind. Yeah, that's it, because I can't remember the login info. Gotcha. (laughs) 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 Okay, Scott. If I do do it, it's probably going to blast over the computer or something i've got it i've got it up there now <laughs> uh, well, how about i talk about gold prices how, how about you do roll that beautiful bean footage Let, let's just say gold is doing very well today it's up 27 dollars at 1721 uh-huh. so it bounced what five bucks today gold is doing very well Dollars at one thousand seven hundred and twenty-one. Who has so volume? It bounced on? what? Five bucks. Gold is doing very well. Dollars at one thousand seven hundred and. Gold is doing very well. Dollars at Somebody's somebody's trying to watch YouTube with the volume up. <laughs> Dennis, Tim, was that you? Yes. <laughs> it was me. It was me. Was that Tim? That was Tim. Yeah. I just wanted to jump on there real quick to make Jaron a moderator so he could, you know, moderate it. Gotta keep the YouTube muted, man. So how many times are you going to say the gold prices again was 1700 and what? $1,721. Wait, there wow. you go. One more time. Uh, back up over $1,700. Silver's up $0.18 cents at $15.11. Boo. Good movement there. Not enough. Uh, platinum's up $21 at $773. Uh-huh. Palladium's up $1,600 at one so that one moved up. And then um, rhodium, well, that one's down $1,100. Um, it closed to $8,100. Oh, it's still really, so, really not that big as big of a climb as I thought. You know. So rhodium's the only one that went down? Yeah, it went down $1,100. Right, but still, so, still in the 8000 range, right? Yep, $8,100. Yeah. Um, but, hey, I guess... I don't know. I wonder if all this movement here with the gold prices going up, all of them minus rhodium went down is because oil went up today, kind of rebounded from the major sell-off yesterday. I don't think really? anybody really knows because this is so unprecedented right now. It's chaos. It's just, who knows? <laughs> you guys got to understand, though, that right now there's a lot of big money that's kind of manip- manipulating the markets, you know, so – they're trying to get set for when we go back up. They're already set from ready to go, you know, to get big. Right. Thank you, Scott. Yeah. Scott, sorry. <laughs> but uh, I say now, let's go to birthdays. I say you're right, Dennis. <laughs> oh, boy. Sing. Sing it and no dancing. <laughs> Are you ready? Not ready. really. Turn it off. Why'd you turn your camera off? <laughs> Hang on a second. Are you ready? Uh-oh. Uh, wait a minute. No, I'm not. I'm not ready yet. 
<laughs> you scare me. All right, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I don't know if I Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Well, thank you, Dennis. Wonderful. <laughs> See, everyone used to think, oh, it's a recording. Dennis never does it live. See, but look at that. There's the proof. Right there. <laughs> proof is in the pudding. That's half, that was half the proof, for sure. <laughs> but it is April 22nd, and here are your birthdays. We have Bill Saflarski, <laughs> Brian Dow, Brian Stillings, Brian Fernandez, Chuck Colin Bustard, Dirt Fighter, Doyle H. Bransom, James Gordon, Lost Dutchman, Ricky Ellington, Shay, Lado Bellis, Walter Craner, and Zeb Duncan. Tomorrow, I can only see a handful, but we have Angie, Charles William Pridemore, Damon Watkins, David Blackhills, South Dakota, and Dennis Hall. Woohoo! Happy yeah, birthday! Happy birthday. <laughs> Who are you highlighting, Chad? Who do you want to highlight? What was the dirt? Dirt somebody? What was it? I knew, uh, you know what? I had my mouse over that just because I knew Scott was going to say, hey, do Dirt Fighter. <laughs> go with Dirt Fighter then, I reckon. I'm, I'm going to go with Dirt Fighter. I mean, it is interesting. You kind of need to know more about this guy. Oh, yeah. Well, he joined back February 13, 2013. Uh-huh. Long-time member there. Long-time. He's from... Was it Galt, California? G A L T. Never heard. Never heard of that one. Me neither. New one, uh, but he uh, sluice and pans, which <laughs> makes sense for California uh, with the restrictions. Uh, doesn't belong <laughs> any clubs at the time. He found the site through YouTube, but did not say who. Huh. Um, he uses a keen sluice pan, shovels, and his back. <laughs> All right. Well, happy birthday. But happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy, birthday. happy day. Happy birthday, everyone. What was his name again? Dirt Digger? Dancing? Dirt Fighter. Dirt. All one word. <laughs> Dirt Diggler. Dirt Diggler. <laughs> what? Today's Hitler's birthday. Oh, wait, you're over here. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she is on my screen. She's on my <laughs> Exactly. Left. The way you pointed. Left and <laughs> Well, on the YouTube, she is actually to my, this way. Yeah, that way I see it. That way. Mm-hmm. Listening or watching YouTube. You're listening. To my left, but on the right of the screen. <laughs> so if you're listening tonight and you're wondering what's going on, you could actually watch this madness now as it unfolds. <laughs> <laughs> On our YouTube page. It's live. That's live. right. It's live over on YouTube. So if you want, you could pop on over there and check it out. And you can see the whole crew. You could have seen Dennis just do his little birthday song. You could see Scott hanging out in front of a banner. He was with Manny. <laughs> Kathleen's down there in the corner just chilling. 
Rich, is, Rich is rubbing his eyes because he's already getting ready to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So are we going to start a, a raffle here or some, a pot uh, for how long, how many shows it takes before a rich falls I think asleep? We I was falling asleep Sunday. I noticed. I seen you was going. <laughs> I seen you, didn't you have to wait. I kept going. We got to keep going a little longer, a little longer. Rich is going to go. He's, got, he's gone. That had, you were doing it. Maybe you guys it out too long. Stories put him to sleep <laughs> like he was read to when he was a, a kid i think <laughs> oh that's what put him to sleep <laughs> here's our magic voices well we'll watch tonight kathleen as you're reading i'm gonna watch rich I well in, in the youtube chat world razor wants to know where's your wine at kathleen Uh-oh. no wine tonight i have water and nightcap what's the nightcap uh it's a uh, glen meringue oh. with Scotch whiskey tonight. Oh. It puts me to sleep. A <laughs> twelve-year-old finished in a sherry cask. So it's called Glen Meringue. Yeah, I think you pronounce it. Glen Meringue. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good one though. Meringue. Not, not that expensive of a scotch. I got. got I got Kool Aid. <laughs> Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. Yeah, I got lemonade Kool Aid. Lemonade Kool-Aid. Well, they didn't have my Weiler's one, the, the, the one in the thing. You, you know the one I'm talking about, Kathleen. Are you talking the one that's in the like I, yellow yeah, thing? Yeah, plastic container there? deal. Okay. They, didn't, they were all out of them, so I just had to get packets of Kool-Aid. Make <laughs> <laughs> your own, eh? Kool-Aid. Hey, Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Ginseng iced tea. Yeah, no, I ain't got no iced tea. Kool-Aid. That's, that's pretty good. You can't can't buy it. We'll just stir it up and mix it ourselves. That's right. Why not? It's not bad either. Dennis, you're drinking Mountain Dew. Looks like Pepsi. I got a Pepsi in a Mountain Dew bottle. It almost looks like. Oh, I was wondering. (laughs) (laughs) It almost looks like chewing tobacco spit. I I I just got this thing ever since I was a kid, and when I would open up, I I can't remember. I think I used to drink Dr Pepper, and I had a can, and ever since I took a drink, and I got a I like. Got a bee and it stung me in my mouth, and I swallowed the bee. Yeah. I, anytime I have cans, I always save a bottle and I pour yeah. my can in the bottle, make sure it has the lid on it. I think that happened uh, to everybody. I got stung in the mouth same way, Dennis. Yeah, that's happened to me before. Yeah. Yep. No. Out here, out here in Arizona, you can't open a can anytime. <laughs> yeah, but at least in a bottle, you can see them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? but you, and they can't get in. Yeah, but you can't see them. Keep the lid on. And then thank cans. <laughs> They're bad in the cans. Yep, same thing. Right in the top of the lip. Mm-hmm. And that hurts. There's no worse place to get stung. <laughs> Shad, <laughs> comment? <laughs> no comment. I drank Tang as a kid. Oh, I did too. Tang was good. Yeah, no doubt. My, yeah. That's what I... Dang. You can still my grandma drove me up on that. You can still get it. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I, it was too expensive for us, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, no, mom would always make us tang. And well, it looked like a dime, a, a packet. Oh, the little a, packets, yeah. When I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, mom would always make the tang, and when she would leave the kitchen, I'd go back in and open up, put two or three more scoops in. Oh, yeah, to add more to it. <laughs> we were always Kool-Aid. Always oh, had yeah. Kool-Aid. 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 I would put two, cu- what, two cups of sugar. 
in Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, the old the old Kool-Aid, you had to actually it was a flavor packet and you, and you had to make put actual yeah. real sugar. That's in. what yep. this is that I'm drinking tonight. You had Two to, cups. She put a cup and a half of sugar in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, good God, it's syrup. <laughs> That's all you taste is the sugar. It just looks lemonade. Yeah, I had a forever Kool-Aid stain. <laughs> He drank way too much Kool-Aid. <laughs> Apparently. Too much. Gosh. This is craziness. Speaking uh, of Kool-Aid. That- <laughs> <laughs> news. <laughs> you want to do some news? <laughs> you know what? Hold on, Kathleen. We got it. We still gotta play your intro. You know? <laughs> oh, my plug just fell. My earphone just fell out. That's nice. I can't be able to hear you guys. All right. It is time for Dredging Up the News with Kathleen Bipple. Mining news from around the globe. Metal detecting, dredging, entertainment news, and fun facts as well. Here's Kathleen. Okay, everybody. Um, This is my first uh, West Coast Wednesday news um, on video. So I'm getting used to it. I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) (laughs) April 22nd, Um, just a few stories tonight, not too many. Uh, This story I ran across, I thought it was kind of interesting because you you never really think about this, but the collapse in the uh, commercial air travel uh, due to the COVID-19. Well, this has all the restrictions actually has, you know, funneled into the gold mining industry. Uh, So they've been hit uh, because they can't, transfer their ore out of these remote places um, on airplanes. And they used commercial planes evidently, which I did not know. That was interesting. Uh, But they haven't been able to, I mean, they they can, but it's a lot more work and a lot more delays. So that has affected the gold mining industry. I'd hate to see them at the baggage claim. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I couldn't imagine like, the whole airplane full of gold. <laughs> yeah. And what's with the 50 pound weight limit then, man? Right. They, you know what? They got to have a contract. Gold. I think so. <laughs> I'm suspicious. 20%. There's some kind of contract in there. Say, yeah, I'll haul it. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Okay. All right. I'm going to switch over to another form of gold that is very elusive and I have yet to find. It's uh, the morale <laughs> mushroom. Uh, and uh, in Ohio, not so lucky. Uh, I know Dennis has found a whole ton of him, but um, it's morel mushroom hunting season in northeast Missouri. And this one, uh, they're still going to hold it because it is kind of social distancing, right? You're not in a big group crowd finding mushrooms all together. So it's a good activity to do. If you, uh, you know, want to get out of the house, but anyway, um, they said that the mushroom season is especially good this year. Uh, so they're, they're still going to have their event and they, when, I guess this was an event of interest, huh? Oh, <laughs> oh I they're don't still know. doing that. Indiana well, got booming with them. Yes. They so are. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe I'll start looking to see if there are any quarantine or social distancing friendly um 
events of interest and we could bring Shad back to do that. That'd be funny. You know, you know what's easy about the social distancing hunting mushrooms is because you don't want any competition around you anyway. <laughs> right. Um, because people are very, very protective over their spots. Now, um, that's what the article is saying. <laughs> This, they, the article did suggest that morale hunters look on the south and west facing slopes early in the season and the north and east slopes later on. And uh, morels, uh, uh, Dennis has told us this before, uh, they favor trees like ashes, elms, cottonwoods, and domesticated apples. I know huh. that. Wow. Apple tree in our yard even. I think that they, I think they favor those trees because they lose a lot of limbs and a lot of leaves. Dennis, and, yeah, a lot of gunk. Yeah, biodegradable. They say any areas that were disturbed by fire or floods or logging can also produce a lot of morels. So. Look at that! <laughs> oh man, I can. Oh. The double oh, D's got morels. Full of morel mushrooms. Smell-o-vision. Uh-huh. <laughs> they are very delicious. He's soaking I, I his. To, I have to give you that. All right, on to the next one. Um, did you guys know that there is an active meteor shower going on right now? No. I, I heard, it's always cloudy. Well. I heard, I heard about it last night, but I didn't see any. I was watching for about a half an hour. Last night was supposed to be the peak for the Lyrid meteor shower, it's uh, basically the best shower that you'll see for months now. But last night was its peak. And see. you really didn't have to go anywhere. You could just go outside look in the sky if you don't have any clouds covering like you do here in Ohio. Um, you could really, really see it. And it started last Thursday, I think. Uh, yeah, last Thursday. And it goes on for 10 days. But they said last night was the peak. Um, you could probably still see them right now. Um, well, not not this minute, but they said the best time is to get them re- get it really really early in the morning. Um, that's when you have the best light to see it. And then they had um, also said because of the new moon, I, I don't know a lot about this. You wouldn't have to compete with the light from the moon to see them. So huh. pretty cool if you want to go do that. I um, they're beautiful to see. I'm sure, but I've never seen it like a a shower shower. Um, you, know, so you know what we see a lot of out here is if you're, if you're watching up a lot, you could actually see like the satellites up in space flying by really quick. Space yeah. junk. Yeah. When, when yeah. we came up there, it was crazy how, um, how much you could see. But what this uh, meteor shower is, it's uh, little bits of rock and dust that was left behind from a comet. Mm-hmm. And the comet... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's called the Thatcher comet, but I'm not sure. It's uh, 1861G. I don't know. Maybe that's the name of it. (laughs) Each time, each year, the Earth will drift through a cloud of debris from its earlier visit. Its most recent trip to the inner solar system was 1861. Oh, wow. 1861. Yes. So we are still when we orbit, we're still going through that that tail. I was I'm wondering who in 1861 was actually writing this stuff down. Well, I'm sure. Well, come smart on. people, science uh, that's people. How, that's how the uh, astronomer people. Uh, yeah. Okay. 
That's yeah, how the eight, astronomers. 1861. Uh, that's a long time ago, boy. No, but Christopher Columbus used the the stars, I'm sure, for um, traveling. Well, for navigation, of course, yeah. Um, and you have to know the constellations and where you are in relation to what's going on in the sky. So that's pretty cool. Huh. Yeah. They said that this will be the best uh, meteor spotting until November. So uh, the big Parasides meteor shower will happen in August, but it's not the biggest. Oh, well, wait, it's not the biggest this year. Let me correct myself because the one that happens in August is should be the biggest, but because of the moon cycle this year and where the, the full moon is going to be washed out. I think I can, if you take it like in a year's process to this date, you know, from the year to this date, I think I've heard about three good ones with this one being the third big one that I know of. Uh, well, that, that'll bring me to my next story, actually. Uh, so just so that you guys, it, it, I'm sure a lot of you know this, but a meteoroid is what enters the Earth's atmosphere and then it vaporizes. Um, it be, and then becomes that meteor. But uh, a meteorite is if it goes through the atmosphere and lands on the surface of the earth for us to find. So huh. that's why it's called a meteorite. So that's the difference. Uh, I don't, you can't see the. <laughs> Can you see that one? Yeah. Okay, so this photo, <laughs> can you see it? Yeah, we see it. <laughs> my big my big fat head's blocking it. <laughs> but anyway, um, this happened actually recently. This uh, was in Prescott, or outside of Prescott, near Yavapai County. Uh, over 50 people reported seeing a fireball in February. Um, thanks to the, the widespread sightings, they were able to confirm that a meteor traveled south of Prescott. So this caused like a gold rush, if you will, um, of folks going out with their metal detectors and trying to find the fragments of the meteorite. So I don't know if anybody found any in our uh, you know, treasure hunting community and gold prospecting community, but that'd be pretty cool if you could post some pictures or something because I love, I love meteorites. I think that's really cool. Um, I can't wait to find one myself. I think the chances of finding them in Arizona will probably be a lot greater, um, especially where we're going to be because there's not a lot of, um, well, it's it's way way top of the hill. I guess I don't know. There might already be a bunch scattered out there. You know what's you know what's really cool about that is because uh, usually like there's some people out here in Arizona. I know that they actually fly around in airplanes and look for the divots. Yeah, but. Chad's got a Chad's got a good drone, man. That's that's a cool way to cover a lot of ground to look for divots. That's a great idea. Oh, can't wait. Um, so, as we know, some of them can be very valuable. Scott um, had a great idea. Being facetious? I'm a no, I'm a I'm an idea guy. <laughs> I but think that so. would be that would be a good way though. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm actually itching to go back to Arizona already. And we got a lot of other things to get uh, through first before we can even think about booking more trips for our wandering year. Uh, we already do have the Alaska tri 
trip trip booked, but we're crossing our fingers that um, it won't be affected. So we'll see. Yeah, so, I think I think my Yukon trip's already out. Yeah. Um, the gold rush season too for um they're delayed. So I don't know how that's gonna pan out. <laughs> Next story. Okay, so I'm actually at fun facts now. Okay. So, just to stay, I know, isn't it? Can you see that now? <laughs> it's somebody's practicing uh, the wearing the gloves, evidently. Okay, so uh, fun facts. I thought I would just stick with the meteorites because there's, there's so many cool stories out there. Um, and just, you know, some of the most notable ones that were interesting. Uh, I'll start with a, this one. <laughs> this is a, me, a metal detector named David Hole, H-O-L-E. <laughs> that can't be his name. That is but, his name. That's his YouTube name. Maybe, I don't know. But in 2015, <laughs> he was prospecting with his metal detector in Australia. Uh, he discovered something really out of the ordinary that looked kind of misplaced because it was like a reddish rock that you see kind of behind me. Right. Um, and it was sitting on top of some yellow clay. So it kind of looked weird. So he took it home. He tried to open it. Um, he used everything that, you know, a saw, he tried uh, to crack it open. He had an angle grinder. Uh, he even put it in acid and not even a sledgehammer could make a crack. <laughs> in this bizarre rock. Um, the, in the, so that's how they found out it was a meteorite. But Can you imagine trying to saw it? <laughs> no. Nothing like trying to cut an I-beam. pounds. <laughs> Did you know that? What's it that? 37 and a half pounds. Oh, man. That's pretty... Uh, yeah. Does they, do they say how much he got from it, or has he still got it? Um, they, they didn't sell it or anything. He still, ha well, he has it. I think the museum has got it, but, uh, they did use a diamond saw to just, they didn't, couldn't even cut it in half. They had only cut a, a little sliver with the diamond saw. Oh, wow. So only so that they could, you know, do some tests on it to see what it was. But it, I think it ended up being, um, a high percentage of iron, huh. but I, they didn't say anything about gold being in that one. So, but um, crazy, isn't I, it? I know sometimes they'll cut those slivers like real thin, and then they'll sell them so people can like put lights behind them and stuff like that from their the net, whatever gems or whatever they collect out of space will shine through. <laughs> mm -hmm. they, yeah. they look pretty awesome. They look pretty awesome. Why? Well, I, I they are awesome. <laughs> we have one, but we didn't find it. Uh, we found it at the gold show. <laughs> But uh, it's really cool because I was playing with a, a magnet with it. And I think you even have a video clip on Instagram, I think, uh -huh. on Wandering Buffalo's Instagram. I so you could see how the you, I held a magnet above it and then it just, <laughs> cool. you know, quarantine entertainment. What are you going to do? That's right. Now, have they, has anybody told you if that was, if that's one of the ones that's worth money or just common? This particular one actually it's not worth a lot of money, but it's unique because this, this, I don't have that story on, on, on tonight's fun facts, but I just remember it that I forget when, but in Russia, 
uh, big meteorite hit the earth and shattered into a lot of pieces. And you can still find larger pieces of it that probably are worth a lot more money than what we have um, on, you know, on auctions or whatever. Uh, so I don't know. Do you guys remember that show? And I think it was a show or a YouTube video. I think it was a show though. But those guys used to pull around those uh, like four and five, six foot wide metal detectors and they'd find meteorites that they'd have to pull out with a backhoe because they're like, they're monstrous. Yeah. I don't remember that show, but that's pretty cool. I've seen that. Oh. Yeah, Probably in Australia. <laughs> well, even Russia. Russia is no, a lot Russia. Of yeah. But this guy went like uh, to Idaho, Utah. And he, he, he just went back and forth through people's fields. Oh, you're talking about. And he'd about... buried five, six deep, feet deep, but he, he'd, he'd dig them up and they'd be as big as around as a coffee table. You're talking about meteor, Actually, man. There, the, the story that I have coming up is about a farmer who had dug this up, but they still haven't moved it because it's too big. Ah. They couldn't even use a backhoe. Wow. So that one's coming up. But this next story, uh, this one... This is not the, this is the big one. This is the uh, one the farmer couldn't even dug up, dig up, and, and it's still there. But you're on the wrong picture here. No, I'm not. I'm on number seven. <laughs> <laughs> number six, though. We were on six. That's oh, oh, look at that cut in half, man. That was awesome. oh, and there it is. That's the one I want. No, oh, that this one. You had that one up already. What this one? This one. That one. Can you see it? Yeah, we see it. Looks like okay. <laughs> Uh, this one isn't the biggest meteorite, but it is an interesting one nonetheless. Last September, a story was reported um, that they discovered a mineral in this meteorite never seen before in nature. Um, so it was found alongside the road. Guess where? Australia. <laughs> it's near an old gold rush town there. Uh, Wetterburn well, it used to be a hot spot for prospectors, and occasionally it still is, but you can can't find nuggets i think there um but they found it in 1951 it was just a small 7.4 ounce chunk uh that you see here that's really zoomed in though uh-huh. um but the mineral they found was called ed scottite <laughs> it's the word ed scott and tight <laughs> now that's funny so that, that's what they found. Um, it's a rare form of iron carbide that's never been found in nature. So that, you know, that in itself is pretty cool. But they think that th- what this um, Ed Scottite came from, it was remnants of a planet that um, had a collision and the little bits and pieces are floating through space. Wow. Pieces of the dust. That was kind of interesting, I thought. <laughs> Shoot, get out of here. Get. So back to that big old square. You mean meteor, that one right there? Right. <laughs> this one. <laughs> All right. So this one is the largest meteorite. In 1920, a farmer was plowing his fields when um, he, he screeched to a halt, and lo and behold, he thought he had just a little piece of metal, but he just kept digging and digging and digging. Um. And it just never came up because it's six, it weighs 66 tons. Holy cow. Good Lord. Holy cow. Yes. Um, it's called the Hoba uh, because of the farm was called Hoba West. Hoba. But Hoba. Hoba. H-O-B-A. It's Hoba. A, 
it's you know square like you see in this picture um and they say that it's um 66 tons i already said that right uh-huh. yeah um shoot it, they think it fell to earth like eighty thousand years ago wow. it's composed of 80 percent iron 16 percent nickel and trace amounts of cobalt and other metals so that's pretty cool it's i'd like to know how it stayed square thing what's that i said i'd like to know how it stayed square i know so um i'm getting ready to to, to say that (laughs) but anyway it's nine feet long and nine feet wide and the, the reason why they think that it didn't create this huge crater something that big slamming into earth was because of the square shape that it meant that it didn't break apart you know get rounded off in the atmosphere because it wasn't going as fast as um you know some of the other meteors do right so that's why it retained its square shape huh dang imagine how big it was before it hit Right. That's exactly what uh, they, they they think it was even bigger. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, because they couldn't move it, and the, the, it's still there, actually, in the same exact spot, except for now they've, you know, they've put pavement around it so people could come and look at it. Right. But you can go visit this um, at the site where they found it, and it's actually a tourist spot for thousands of people every year. And it did not put a significant crater in the um, in the earth. So crazy. Yeah, Interesting. Crazy. I thought so. And finally, the last one. Uh, this one is the most valuable one. Ooh. I'll get out of the way so you can see it better. <laughs> <laughs> I got to position myself better next time. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> this one it's kind of funny because the name of it is the Fu Kang <laughs> meteorite. It's the old Fu Kang. That's the F U K A N G. Uh huh. <laughs> this one is actually worth one point eight million dollars. Holy cow! Money. And the reason why it's so valuable is um, it's made of nickel and iron, laced with an the olivine, you know, the green uh, right. crystals. It actually, right. has crystals in it. It's a really rare find. Um, it, it's said to that only 1% of the meteorites that fall onto Earth is this type of meteorite. Uh-huh. Um, it was found in the year 2000, but it's four, 4.5 billion years old. Wow. Wow. That's old. That this um, meteorite is basically the same age of our planet. Holy cow. It looks, it looks really cool, though. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it's definitely the one of those beautiful i think um this isn't the whole thing this what the actual thing weighed 2200 pounds okay um (laughs) in the year 2000 uh, (laughs) in fukang china um (laughs) that's where it was found and a chinese dealer ended up being able to move about 44 pounds a, a 44 pound chunk from it and they actually took it in 2005 to the Tucson Gem and Mineral Show um, and, and featured it there. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. Scott, you might have seen it. He didn't go to the Tucson Gem. He went to the um, 
Mesa. In I went to the Phoenix. You went went to the the wrong Phoenix. one. Yeah, I went to the Phoenix Rock sale. <laughs> you said yeah. 2005 they took it there, right? Ain't that Isn't that cool? Said? Kathleen, you said they took it there in 2005, right? Yeah, they did. So maybe Scott. Um, I don't think it's been back, but Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. That is cool, though. Mm -hmm. Could have seen it, man. And that is dredging up the news. All right. First video edition with pictures with the slides. Pictures. (laughs) And evidently, Shad got them out of order. That was ain't that what they call it? Pinpoint. Uh, presentation PowerPoint, not a pin. PowerPoint. <laughs> PowerPoint. That's all I do all day long is make those things. Not a pinpoint <laughs> presentation. Pinpoint presentation. Yeah. All right. So what we could do, real quick, let's let's do a quick commercial from our good friends at Amra, and then we'll come back and with Scott's in the gold field and his special guest. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and send him a link. Well, just let him know we're, we're going to be doing a commercial. Come on in and hang out for a second. And we'll get him in here. So we'll be right back, everybody. Do you like to mine for gold? Enjoy prospecting a nice crack in the bedrock? Enjoy getting outdoors to camp, fish, hunt, and hike on your public lands? You plan your trip, load the gear, grab the dog, put the family in the truck, and drive off to a locked gate. A sign says you cannot enter or access your own public lands. Mining claims and public land owned by we the people are being designated as off-limits by our own government every single day. Are you concerned about the direction our government is going? Are you tired of seeing no access, no entry signs on your lands? We are, and we are fighting back. We are AMRA, America Mining Rights Association, the fastest growing small mining advocacy association in America. AMRA is a 501c3 not-for-profit formed by miners, hunters, off-roaders, retired military men, and women to stop the insanity. AMRA was formed to educate, unite, and help the small miners and public land users on their rights. Rights given to us by God. Do you want access to great mining claims? For a small tax-deductible donation to their Miners Legal Fund, your family gains access to proven excellent mining claims across America for an entire year. AMRA challenges the USFS, BLM, EPA, and the other agencies intent upon stopping you from enjoying your own lands. You are who pays these people's wages. It is time they listen to us. We need to unite. And that is what AMRA is doing. As you sit here right now, thousands of acres of public lands are being closed, locked, and blocked from use by you. Are you fed up yet? Join us. Get in on this fight and let's restore America to what our families fought and died for. Freedom. Just visit AmericanMiningRights.com. AmericanMiningRights.com. Also, check us out on Facebook at American Mining Rights Association. AmericanMiningRights.com. And now it is time for In the Goldfields with Scott Swiftwater Tony. Join Scott each week as he shares useful information to help you find and recover more gold. Here's Swiftwater. <laughs> Dear Swiftwater. All right. <laughs> Got you on there, Brian, right? What's going on? Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Awesome. Right. What's happening, Brian? What's going on, guys? What's going on, YouTube? <laughs> Everybody's here. Got the whole gang, I think. 
wherever Dennis and Rich are. They're around. I'm here. They're Good to have you on, buddy. Yeah, yeah, cool. Thanks for having me. So, uh, anyway, I'd like to start out just uh, tell the you know people that don't know you uh, pretty much like right now where they can find you like on YouTube stuff like that. Yeah, I just got a YouTube channel. I probably started a couple of years ago, but it's on uh, American Gold Prospectors. Uh, there on YouTube. Uh, I got a Facebook page too, but it's not very active. <laughs> but yeah, I just started kind of doing videos and just uh, following people on the river. Uh, I would just see uh, just random people. I go up to them and ask them, "Hey, can I just check out your equipment and take a little video?" Just because uh, when I started out, uh, there wasn't very much on YouTube. Like, well, when I started filming, I don't know, it was probably five, six years ago. And there wasn't like a whole lot for like beginners, like. So I figured I'd just go out and kind of like interview people and um, see what kind of different equipment they were using. Right. And not only that, you got one person that uses a dredge, and you got another person that uses a dredge, and they're using completely different. You know, some people have you know different brands or like do-it-yourself kind of equipment. So you know, I just I just thought it'd be cool to go around and and see what everyone else has and just make videos. So what did you st what did you start with? Oh man, I just started with a pan. Jeez, <laughs> uh, yeah. probably like eight, nine, ten years ago. Um, just a pan. Uh, I'm over in the East Coast over here, and there's like in my, I'm in Massachusetts. And there's absolutely no one like prospecting for gold around in this area, at least at that time, you know. Right. So there was like no information, and and on YouTube, you know, YouTube wasn't that big back then. So there was just, you know, I kind of grew up in the dark with it. And just started kind of slowly learning what a sluice box was. And then, you know, uh, I bought a sluice box. And actually, I never used it as a sluice because uh, when I got it, I got it in, like, the beginning of the winter. So I couldn't use it. And then I actually turned that, uh, I think it was a Keen A52, the bigger one. Uh, I actually took that and turned it into a high banker. Uh, and then actually, <laughs> yeah, so I used it as a high banker probably for, like, three months in the spring. And I'm like, ah, this is kind of slow. I was I want to turn this into a dredge, so I kind of make like my own homemade kind of dredge, uh, three-inch dredge out of it. So I mean, I kind of went to a pan, to a high banger, to a solution, like a year. <laughs> and then you uh, took the you took the serious jump. Yeah, yeah. And then actually, uh, the last week, uh, I remember I was over uh, in Bath, New Hampshire. There's a campground over there, and you know a lot of gold prospectors go to. And the owner there had a dredge, and I was bothering him all summer long to sell it to me because he wasn't really using it. It was kind of a spare one they had. And where I am over here on the northeast, it was like it, it's hard to find a dredge, at least you know back, you know, six, seven years ago, whatever it was. Right. So you know, I was hounding them all went all summer long, and then finally he was like, "Yeah, you know what? Just just if you just shut up, I'll give it, I'll sell it to you." You know. So, <laughs> so actually, I got him the same year. I kind of went through everything in the year. I just I knew I loved it and I wanted to keep doing it. So I was like, you know, I'm just gonna buy a dredge. Cool. And how long you been doing this now? Uh, I've probably been dredging for, geez, I don't know, seven, eight years now. Oh, okay. Right. Probably started maybe, you know, I think I, first time I started was, uh, the first season of Gold Rush, because I remember that came on and I was like, out of this world, like, wow, I can't wait to watch this, you know, it was like the first season, the first time they were going, so whatever that was, I forget. Yeah, I was with you on that. That's kind of like when I got started, I, you know, I was, I, I bought the pan first and then, Saw the commercials for that show. I'm like, oh, no way. This is going to be awesome, you know? So, you know, I couldn't wait to watch that show. But whenever the, whenever the first season of Gold Rush was, kind of, I think when I started. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. That was pretty cool when that started. Yeah, yeah, I know. I couldn't wait. Uh, you know, I was glued to it for, for quite a while, and then I haven't even watched it the last couple of years. It's got too, 
two commercials, you know. So, so where you dig, you don't really dig in Massachusetts, right? No, no. Um, you know, if you go Western Mass, there's a little bit of gold. But, um, you know, just doing research when I got started, uh, the closest place to me is uh, in New Hampshire. It's only like a three-hour ride from where I am, where I am now. Uh, so that's the first place I kind of started going uh, when I got the, the high banker. Uh, in, uh, it was Bath, New Hampshire. Right. Uh, so I, I kind of started there, and I kept going there. Because every time I went, I got gold. And I was like, wow, you know, this is great. You know, almost every time he went, he never got skunk. Right. And I was having a blast. I thought it was great. You know, even just finding small little pieces and everything. But, uh, you... of, course, of course, as soon as I got bigger equipment and a dredge, I started getting bigger and more and more. I'm like, wow, this is awesome, you know. So I just, <laughs> I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And now this year, I actually, I picked up a five-inch dredge. And I picked up another four-inch dredge, actually, uh, Jim Hamilton uh, let me have his old dredge because uh, it was like down, way down in the scully. And he's like, you know, we haven't touched that dredge in like four or five years. And he's like, if you can get it, you can have it. I know where it was at. And trust me, uh, I could see. Oh, <laughs> <I> could see. <laughs> yeah, it took me like three or four days. and It was all cat claw and ripped up. But uh, yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, go ahead. Just, just you know, it's yours if you can get it. Cool. Wow. So That's that was cool. really cool. So I got, I got that one this year. So that one was cool because it's a over and under, well, it's a three-stage uh, sluice box, which I never had. So that's really cool. I can't wait to try that out. Now, where you dig at, you find more big gold than fine gold, right, for being yeah. on the East Coast? Yeah, so I kind of moved up. Actually, I was in New Hampshire for quite a while, and, you know, I got noticed by um, um, there's a, a Jack Duggins from Ice Cold Gold and his uh, mining partner, um, uh, John Garrett. They digged up in Maine, and I didn't know anything about Maine, where to find gold or anything. But they came to an outing and saw me dredging, and they're like, you know, you're a really hard worker. You're really into it. He's like, you know, we want you to come up to Maine with us. I'm like, yeah, no way. That's cool, because I, I see pictures of gold they're getting, you know. They're getting really cool stuff. Like, yeah, absolutely. So I got invited on their trip, and so they took me up there, and they kind of took me under their wing and, you know, just showed me uh, a lot more about prospecting. But, you know, I didn't really have anyone to really guide me, or I was kind of just doing it all on my own, you know. What's some right. of the size of the gold you've been finding? Yeah, yeah, so, um, well, I'll show you my biggest one ever. My biggest one ever is actually from New Hampshire. This was from Bath, New Hampshire. This was 9.2. Oh, I don't even like you anymore. Pro <laughs> <laughs> McKee's coming in. Yeah, that's a 9.2. Wow. And that wow. was from New Hampshire. You got dredging? Yeah, I got that one dredging. Actually, I got a video. That's This one here I found live, which was really cool. I had a GoPro in my mask. And I would just like let it go for a couple of hours while I was dredging, mm -hmm. and I actually found this one live on the GoPro, and I got a video. And that was in what state? This was from New Hampshire. Uh, this was oh, New Hampshire. Wow. 2016, I got this one, and then uh, my biggest one from Maine was this one. I think 8.1 or 8.2. And so that's uh. That's nice. That's still oh, pretty darn good. Wow. From Maine. This one's from Maine. Maine yeah. This one's uh, eight point two. I guess that's okay. <laughs> Man, I didn't think they had that big gold on the East Coast. Holy crap! Yeah, no, actually, the gold up there—it's bigger, but there's not a lot of it. You know, mm -hmm. um, you'll go like two or three days and barely just find a couple of fly poops. You know, just a couple of little little flakes or whatever. Right. But then all of a sudden you get into a pocket and you'll find like five or six grams of like big chunky stuff, like half grammars, one grammars, two grammars. Wow. Well, makes up for the week, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, so that's that's the way it is there. It's like all, all like stuff like like all these like pictures. Wow. Oh yeah. But I mean, there's they're far and few between. 
But um, you know, so so Maine, I don't know. You just gotta keep, keep going and going in Maine, and then you know, you go along and just find a pocket. It's kind of it's kind of weird up there. Huh, awesome. I think their stuff is from Quebec through the glaciers, and that's just um, a lucky spot, I guess. Or now, now a lot of people don't know this unless they watch your videos. But I don't, I don't know if you made one. But you come out here this summer, and that's where I got to meet you, actually, or this winter. And I got to meet you here. What did yep. you, think, what did you think is, what do you think about Arizona's gold compared to where you dig at now? Um, well, I didn't really get a chance to um, gold, gold, uh, well, prospect that much until like the last week I was there. I got to dredge finally. I finally found an area that was. Uh, up at the, the Peterson mine in Stanton, actually, where uh, the Nugget Shooter is going right now. Uh, right down below in the, the same area, there's a, a, a stream. And it's usually dry, but when I was there, it, it was wet. There was plenty of water to, to dredge. So I got hooked up with Toby. Toby actually took me up to the potato patch up in Stanton. That was a really cool experience. Yeah, but, but... Uh, yeah he hooked me up with the owner and uh, got me to be able to dredge there. So I finally got to dredge, and that was the only time I started uh, finding some gold. I found uh, a half grammar and probably like another half a gram of like little fine flakes. Uh, the water dried up and the next day it just wasn't enough. I kept them running out of water in my hole. And just, <laughs> there was just no water. So uh, other than that, I did a lot of metal detecting. I went to Bill Southern's place. I bought a gold monster. And I mean, I swung that thing to my arm hurt and I only found a half gram with that thing. Hey, at least you found one. Right. Yeah, yeah, I finally found one. I mean, uh, I've been detecting quite a while. I mean, and I don't know, I just, you know, it's, it's it's cool that you found that one nugget, like when you were doing your live video, because I there's a video that I did on metal detecting, and I was always I've always looked for what they call a chispa piece, you know, quartz and gold. Oh yeah, those are great. Yeah, on that video was the day I actually found my first one. I was like, get really? really? Yeah, I love finding those. We actually find not a lot of them, but I usually find one or two for year up in Maine. So what's what's your plans for the future? Um, well, pretty much, uh, I'm doing it, um, all the time now in the wintertime. I've been, it was my first time going to Arizona and I'm definitely going to do it again. Uh, Arizona's cool, but I really love to dredge. So if there's a way I can dredge somewhere, you know, whether it's, um, you know, I don't know, somewhere else, Nevada or I don't know. Um, right. I really don't have any plans. I just kind of go with the flow. I'd love to spend more time out West because if I put the time in that I do up here in New England, I could do a lot better out West. Uh, I'm just kind of, uh. I got some property here and stuff, so it's kind of hard to leave. I help my mom out, so uh, I take care of her property and everything, too. So, you know, I'm kind of uh, rooted in here, but uh, I would love to get out west. Uh, this summer will be my first time going to Alaska, where the Biffles go. Um, I think they're going on the trip right after me. I'm going on the July yeah, 6th. Yeah, I think we're going... Uh... The, the last part of July. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so we'll just miss them, but... Uh, yeah, I can't wait. That's going to be awesome to go up there. Oh, Alaska. you're going to love it. Oh. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. You're going to come back and be spoiled just like Shad and Kathleen. <laughs> we are. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even want to dredge in Ohio anymore. Yeah, that's what I heard. Everyone that's been there keeps on saying, uh, once you go up there and you get on that six inch, and, like, you won't even dredge anymore back yeah. anywhere. I gotta, yeah, I didn't want to come back and use my two inch after that. I was like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that would be yeah, really hard. We told I just you. hope they have it because, uh, yeah, what's going on? You know, I was, I was nervous about this trip and the, cause it's kind of an expensive trip. And then you got to book airfare and I'm like, oh man, you know, that's only like 
Well, they're they're still having a talk to Matt just the other day, and of course they're leaving here soon, actually, because yeah. they're moving to Alaska permanently. Oh, like- so they're on their way up there here in a couple of weeks. Um, so they're going to go to camp and start getting it set up. They're just waiting for things to thaw out a little more. Yeah, it's probably still frozen up there. I, and it's just so beautiful up there. Uh, just yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be really cool. It, it just smells better. <laughs> Bears, as as off the, uh... what I, you know, that's what I was thinking. I, I wouldn't mind moving up there, but then you got snow. You got bears big enough to yeah. eat you. It's, it's good to visit, but I don't. I I'm, I I want the heat. Yeah. I want Arizona. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with yeah. you. I want to get away from and the cold. And the bugs up there are just crazy. No, yes. they, well, they were and they weren't. Well, that's because I made that my essential oil bug spray. <laughs> it did work. <laughs> And it worked. It did. <laughs> well, admit, it did. It did. Yeah. I bet it's loaded with black flies up there. But the best part is just like yeah. you dredge all day long. Uh, you're working hard. You, you're chilled to the bone. You come back, get all uh, dry, and then you get to clean your gold all night. And that's the best next, you know, out in nature. So. And you don't have to cook your dinner. Yes. <laughs> like that part. You're going to love the breakfasts and dinner. They supply oh, yeah. lunch stuff that you can pack your, because you don't want you don't come back when you leave yeah. camp. You're, you're out. <laughs> now, you guys, that was the couple that I talked to here at the Phoenix Gold Show, wasn't it? Matt and yes. Ginger, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty laid back and pretty cool. It's like, those are the people you kind of want to go out and have fun with, you know? Oh, they're they're Very a much. great couple, and their kids are adorable. Oh, my gosh. These kids, um, <laughs> Ginger always says that uh, the young the young one, uh, he was born to be in the bush. <laughs> this little, was, was he two or three? Yeah, I think he was. He was climbing rocks was and swinging oh. through the trees. He's like how I imagine Scott Swiftwater Tony was as a kid. Right. Just he was everywhere. Was. Just everywhere. <laughs> Hey Brian, yeah, you can bet that was that's true. <laughs> we got, we got a Ohio relic hunter asked, "How long has Brian been detecting, and does he do any besides gold detecting?" Uh, metal detecting. I, I kind of got into it a little, maybe three or four years ago. Um, around here, you can't really detect nuggets. So, but we got the beach. We got Boston. Uh, Boston was only like a half hour drive for me. And, you know, there's a lot of history out there. People will find some old, uh, really old colonial coins and everything. So I figured I'd give it a try. And I went to the, the beach and just dug up uh, pull tabs and lobster pop pieces. <laughs> I think I found a nickel one time, you know. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I went to Arizona like two years ago and tried metal detecting. But it, um, the detector I bought was really good for salt water. It was the Fisher's D21. And that's not really made for gold, but it's all I had. Um, so I tried that in Arizona for a couple weeks. And, um, yeah, I just not. I can't get into metal detecting. It's just kind of boring to me, you know. I just, I'm kind of the same way. Um, yeah. I, it's interesting when you find stuff, but after okay. that, uh, I, I went to that Bill Southern thing in Arizona. Yeah. All I was finding was like bullets. Right. Oh man, I found like five pounds of bullets. Yeah, no, I gave it an honest try. I just, it's not exciting for me. I mean, uh, I just, you know, once you dredge and I, I'm, when I'm under there, I'm just picking the, the pickers off the bottom. I mean, you see the gold when you're dredging up to it, you know, you'll see a, you know, a whole bunch of gold and cracks in, in the bedrock when you're underwater and you think, I mean, it's exciting when you dredge it. It's, it's a blast. 
Well, metal detecting, I don't know. I mean, if you do find one, you just dig it up out of the dirt. I don't know. It's just not exciting. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's exciting to find the gold for sure, but I can understand if you live in Arizona, you know, just you're, that's your way of life. It's just the right. water or whatever. Sure. Now, now when you're dredging, I mean, this is just for like a lot of people because I've seen your vision. When you're dredging, do you like to do the uh, respirator? Or do you like have the full mask like uh, Kathleen and Chad and me do? Uh, I would love to get have the whole mask. Uh, I bought one of those cheap ones. Those only like a hundred bucks, and I hated it. <laughs> but uh, you know, the really nice ones that are like six, seven hundred dollars, like you use them like uh, bearing sea gold. Those are great. They're just really expensive. All right. I hope to get one someday. Have you but, got uh, to use one like that? No, I haven't. No, I, I heard they have some up at the camp there in Alaska. So, um, oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, I want to try one up there for sure. <laughs> um, I'm sure I'll love it. It just uh, Well, the other thing, too, is that you need that good compressor, the the CAC 63 or whatever it's called. Right. Um, that compressor holds a lot of air, and it really pumps you you know, plenty of air. So I got the T80, which still gives you enough air, but I, I know when I had the full-face one on, um, like when I'm dredging, I'm under the water. I'm moving boulders. We are. There's a lot of boulders, and you kind of wrestle with them all day. When you start wrestling a boulder, I just started running out of air. You know, breathing like a lot heavier. Right, right. That full face mask. It just it was killing me. I was using like way more air than I usually would use. So I, I just kept on running out of air with that full face mask. So I kind of chucked it off and put the regulator back in. Well, since you've been dredging and stuff, what kind of do you do? Do you still use a wet suit, or did you go to a dry suit yet? No, actually, uh, I went to a water heater. Um, a wetsuit with hot water is ten times better than a dry suit. I I, I say. Uh, I okay. never tried a dry suit, but my buddy Alex that I dredge with, he has a really nice one, like you know, a really good Kevlar one that's thick and you know, really expensive. And yeah, they so are costly. Really gold. He gets gold in his, um, and a lot of half the time it leaks or there's a problem or. Um, you know, if you need to use the bathroom, you got on suit, you know, uh, just the pain in the butt. And then, uh, so what I did, I just use, uh, I made my own exhaust water heater out of a, a fire extinguisher with copper coils going through it. Right. So the exhaust goes through there and it heats up the water and I put the water in my wetsuit and it's like having a jacuzzi. It's like way better than, you know, you could ever, you know, you could ever have. Nice. Like, uh, the guys just... are wearing gold, like you you seen them? I don't think anyone uses a dry suit. They're all they're all wetsuits with hot water. Now you just you just coiled that around your exhaust, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I made a video. Uh, There's a video on my channel of exactly how I made it. But I took 50 feet of copper, like the soft kind of copper you can get in coils at like Home Depot. Right. And I just made a coil all the way around, up once, and then back around, and then I think a third time. And I have a like I think it's a six inch fire extinguisher, and I put the I put a fire blanket on the outside, so because if the copper coils in there rattling around, that copper coil is going to break. So I made a uh, padding with a, uh, you know, a fire blanket, and I put huh. oil in there. And Idea. the exhaust comes through, heats that water up, and plenty of hot water. Very nice. Hey Brian, uh, yeah. Mr. Lodak, Jaron wants to know what what you used to do for a living, and how did he transition it into today. Um, well, for a living, I was uh, a chef. I was uh, a chef for uh, weddings. Uh, that's all we did. Uh, I was the executive chef. I was in charge of the whole operation. Uh, I did that from by the time I was 23 all the way until probably 39. I'm 42 now, or no, I'm 41. And uh, yeah, I got I got laid off just because they closed the place uh, about two or three years ago because. Uh, you know, no one's really getting married anymore. The business just kept on going down, down, down. We just couldn't book any weddings. You know, it's just I think everyone's in debt because of college. You know, they get out of college and they have such huge debts that they they can't afford to have like a nice wedding. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, our business just fell off a cliff. So they uh, closed the place. I got laid off. I did go to a hotel for uh, a couple of years. And I was like, ah, whatever. I just, I just left. So right now, I just, uh, I, I have rental property that I use right now. And that's how I make my income. I'm kind of a slumlord, I guess. But it frees me up to go do whatever I want to do and go to Arizona and, you know. Right. Awesome. That You're not cool. tied to a desk. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I, I never got married. I got no kids. You know, I was always real thrifty. I, I always saved my money. You know, I never really bought new cars until, you know, just a year ago, I bought a brand new truck. That was the first time ever I, I bought, you know, a new car. Nice. So I kind of always saved. Awesome. Everything. So, so the big around and travel around and go prospect. <laughs> the big question, what's your goal in Alaska? Um, well, I'm just I'm just trying this trip this one time just to see what it's like, you know. Um, it would be cool to go up there all the time, but you know, you need to you need a lot of equipment, you know, you need land, you need claims, you need a you know. I don't That's know. the thing. It's um. It means how many ounces? What's your goal? Oh, how many ounces? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, uh, I I don't know. I heard uh, I heard Jim Hamilton got eight ounces. I think last last A year. piece. No total. Total. Yeah, yeah, total. I, yeah so they got 16 ounces together, so I think they each got eight, right? Is that right? Yeah. And I think I can work as hard as him. I hope to. I'm going to try. I mean, it's, it's a lock. So if I can get eight ounces in 10 days, I'll be really happy. <laughs> oh, man, I bet you will. <laughs> Even if I get five ounces, I, you know, I don't really have a goal. I just want to go and do it and do the best I can and mm-hmm. I get, you know. Right. And well, you can say you did it. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say I did it. I'm experienced. Right. You know, uh, as long as I get uh, three ounces would be great just to pay for the trip, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. That would be real nice. Yeah, I don't really have a goal. I'm just going to go do it. What I get is what I get. Oh, I figured you was good. I figured you had a goal in line. Like, you had a good number, which I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I mean, it depends, too, on what the river's doing. You know, if it's flooding out or if it's, uh, you know, low or, you know, a lot of it might not be up to me. If it's real muddy and, you know, Turbulent or something, you know. I don't know. Now, do you got any plans to go anywhere else this year? Uh, no, that's just my big trip for this year is uh, Alaska. Right. And then um, I would love to go to California, but uh, I can't dredge there. Right. I was going to say, what are you going to do, pan? <laughs> right, right. I don't know. I, I hear there's still, you know, some back quarters you can get into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, California. I definitely want to dredge there sometime. Uh, and definitely Idaho. I'd love to dredge. You know, I, I would love the, the northeast of the drain. So I can't do that this summer, but probably next summer I hope to do that. That's cool. Now, have you ever thought about sniping in California? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind doing that, but I don't know, like, legally if you're allowed. Like, I have a whole hookah set up, you know, with a 5 horsepower motor and a T80, just, uh, you know, on a belt, and that's it. But I don't know if that's legal or not legal. Or... Well, I mean, it should be as long as you're not pumping water. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I am a certified diver, so I could get, like, you know, air tanks to go under. But then you're, you're only limited to, what, like an hour or something with the air tanks. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse Mendez just said that, sniping in Cali. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you can use a hookah, I just, I don't know. I don't know much about California. Too many weird rules. 3,000 miles from me, so I don't know. Yeah, and there's too many weird rules down there. Yeah, and I'm more, more afraid to uh, motor. I heard a lot of stories, too, about, like, uh, you know, people just smashing your windows when you're up down at the creek, you know, breaking into cars. Uh, 
you know, breaking into your toolbox in the back of the truck. And right. That, that about, that's what we call tweakers. <laughs> yeah, tweakers. Yeah, a lot of tweakers. Uh, that's, that's what I heard. Um, I know people, yeah, they come back and the window smashed open. And, yeah. Uh, a lot of these guys, they actually leave all their uh, the doors open, they'll leave the glove boxes open and empty it out just so that they don't get the window smashed. Sure. Maybe. And I don't know if I want to hang out in a place like that, you know. No, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't blame you. Gold's good in there <laughs> in California. And they don't, they don't even bother with that petty crime stuff out there. <laughs> petty crime. <laughs> but yeah, no, Oregon would be great. I, you know, I'd love to do all that. I'm just, uh, I'm just waiting for doors to open, I guess, you know, just kind of hanging out there and meeting people. And maybe someday someone needs a dredger somewhere or something, you know. Right. That's always possible. Yeah, know. yeah. You never know. I think, I think, what was it, Tim? We were at the Vegas show and, uh, uh, the Palm Rankies picked up uh, one guy that uh, what's his name? Dang it! I thought he was in a wheelchair. That he was a diver. No, George was already there. George was already yeah. there. He's oh, okay. already one of them. Yeah, but yeah, but not for the Palm Rankies. But... The Bering Sea next. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, that'd be nice. You never know. I almost going on uh, Gold Rush Whitewater. Fred Hurt called me out of the blue. Uh-huh. Um, I made it all the way until. Uh, it was like two weeks before they're going, and they still haven't made the final decision yet. And, and I called him like, you know, just I need to know if I'm going or not. You know, it's only two weeks away. We're supposed to be leaving. And uh, it turns out, you know, uh, they were just – I guess I was on the back burner because the other guy couldn't go. So, I mean, I was so close to going. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But that was cool. No, he just called me out of the blue. I just got a message on Facebook. and said, hey, Brian, this is Fred. What's your phone number? And I sent the phone number, and he called me. We're – talking for about an hour and then he's like yeah you know the reason why i called you is because i want you to join my team this year and i'm like hell yeah you know that'd be cool and the way he was talking i was there he was telling me exactly what they're going to do for the year right you know he told me not to tell anyone what was going on but he gave me the whole plan and where i'm going to be i was going to be on his team going to the cocoon creek or whatever it's called right but uh no that was really cool nevertheless it was a cool experience because yeah. you know, i got to talk to Tim Dolby and do all the interviews and all that and see the cool thing too is just out of the blue they found me you know Right, that's, that's cool. That's pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Heck that would have yeah. been a neat experience. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I talked to Casey Morgan, too, at the Gold Show, and he knew exactly who I was. He's like, Brian, what's going on? Your name was going through camp. I thought you were coming up. I was expecting to see you anytime. You know? So that was kind of cool. So he knew, he knew who I was, but I'd never met him before. Well, I'm sure they got you on the list, you know? Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. You never know. They, Even so, it was a cool experience. Right, maybe um, next time. Yeah, it was fun. Maybe they'll need somebody and they'll call you up. You know, yeah, you still yeah, may yeah. end up out there. You never know. It's what you you know. It's what right. you do. So yeah, <laughs> do yeah. what you do. Yeah, that's cool, Brian. You never know, man. You may still be on there yet. Dredge it with Dakota Fred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. That. Come up with whatever. That'd be. Pretty. Are you? The way whether I do that, I wanted to go to Alaska anyway. So right. you need a good cook. <laughs> no, I I never liked cooking. I just fell. <laughs> fell into it actually through high school because I was one of the bad kids that couldn't be in school all day. So I got uh, they would send me out to well not just me but it was a class for the bad kids to go out of school in the afternoon, and they would send you to the restaurants to like learn a trade to cook and stuff. And so I got on that program and then I just started cooking and one of the chefs like dude you're really you're really good at this I'm like yeah yeah whatever you know <laughs> and then uh, he hired me and ever since then. Um, as soon as I got out of high school, it was only two years, and I was second in charge of the whole place. Wow. And I never went to college for it or anything. Man. Two years later, I was the executive chef. I was in charge of the whole place. Never went to college. I just pickled up and learned. That's pretty cool. I just fell yeah. into it. I, you know, I never – it was fun. I did all the, the fruit carvings, like the 
watermelon baskets and the, you know, big flowers out of cantaloupes and all that. Fancy food. Yeah. <laughs> now, like, like what we was talking about today, though, it's still cold as the Dickens where you're at right now, though, still, right? Yeah, today, man. Jeez, I was out the garage and it's freezing. It was only probably 40 today. Right. When you when do you think you're going to get out? Uh, I don't know. They got Massachusetts locked down pretty good. Um, I don't even know if you know, like, the checkpoints at the border. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, we usually start dredging May 1st. There's an outing up in New Hampshire is when everyone kind of gets, you know, the, the first of the year dredging and everyone gets together. But I haven't seen any uh, listings. For that. I don't even know if the campground's allowed to open. So, right. Uh, that May 5th trip's probably canceled. Yeah, I think a lot of the outings are going to get hammered this year. Right, right. Uh, the next thing is June 15th is when Maine opens. So I'll probably be there for that and start dredging the Maine June 15th. So you guys got a season. In Maine, they have a season June 15th. It opens to September 15th, I think. But New Hampshire is any time. I, like, I usually start in New Hampshire and work my way to Maine as it, as it falls out. But actually, last That's year, dude, we went to Maine uh, right. June 1st, and there was still like two or three foot snow banks on some of the roads. <laughs> yeah, June first. Believe it or not, there was some of the roads you can't even drive down. There were still snow banks, snow drifts going across. Dang. So you just never know up there. It's you know up in the mountains. Hey Brian, they're 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 asking for your gold porn. They say you're holding out on your collection. They want to see it. <laughs> oh, the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing, he says. Well, I don't know. My camera's kind of bad. I got it hooked up on a clothespin right now. But, I don't know. Here's my case. This is all of my stuff. Oh, oh we can't see it because you're a virtual background. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll turn up this <laughs> There you there go. Oh, oh, look at that. Look at that. That's, uh, that's all my stuff. That's everything I found. That's perfect. Not really heavy. <laughs> but here's my two big ones that I took out. That's pretty. Awesome. But yeah, that's... That's all my stuff. Yeah. And in the back is uh, yeah. all my finds. You can't really see it, but all my finds are in these tubs. You know? Right. Nice. Now, do you do you save everything you find, or do you sell it like I do? No, I actually save everything I've ever got. I haven't uh, I haven't sold anything at all. Like I keep it all. You can sell. Uh, I mean, I don't find that much. Last year, last year was two ounces. You know, that was my best year ever. The year before that was one ounce. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of gold up here in the Northeast, but, you know, two ounces for uh, the Northeast, I think, is pretty good. That's, That's really, really good. good. That's really good, and you got some beautiful, nice, big pieces. I yeah, mean, and a lot of them, you know, 80% of it's, like, chunky stuff. You just yeah, get. that's awesome. So, Maine's kind of unique. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure it came from Quebec through the glaciers, but. I'd love to find stuff like that. Oh, God, yeah. Right? <laughs> Rich, is, Rich is starving. Yeah, I think so. so I'd I love to go up to Quebec. I don't really know their laws, but I think you can dredge. I know a few people are dredging up there. And I guess it's like gray area. Like, yeah. Like, you, you can, you can, but you can't. It's up, it's up to the whoever, like, the Mounties come up to you, and you're just minding your own business, and you're doing good, and you're not destroying anything, and kind of, like, out of the way. They're cool with it. I heard they got some weird, weird permitting yeah, process that you have to go. I, I think in my prospector's license, that's all you need to go actually go and start like prospecting. However, you do it, but I don't they know. don't even have rules about like uh, you know machinery. Like you could just take a caterpillar and go out there and start digging. From what I can tell, you know? yeah, they, it's, it's, 
I can't figure out. I, I tried reading all the laws, and plus some of them are in French, so it's kind of difficult. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems like Quebec is kind of a cool place to go. And, and yeah. you know, I know people running a six-inch there for years with no problems, and, and you can you can have claims and, and up in there in Quebec too. And and their claim system is uh, you just give them the four GPS locations, and they send you metal tags in the mail, and you just go put them out. It's super easy. It's like uh, you do it all online. That's it's cheap. Weird. It's only like a hundred bucks. Oh wow. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, I know here, well, out west where they have claims, I know it's like a huge process. and They don't do GPS. You have to have all these weird coordinate maps and all, you know, it's really difficult. I heard that you know, right. out west. But wow. Quebec, it's just uh, four GPS locations and they send you the things in the mail and you just go put them up. That'd be so, cool. Uh, I'd love to get more info on uh, Quebec if anyone has any. You know, I, <laughs> I don't really know anyone up there. No. But it's kind of close to me. And, you know, if you can run a six-inch, I'll, I'll turn my five-inch to a six-inch. No problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, start running some dirt. <laughs> well, just remember, anybody from Quebec, old Brian's looking for information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. And where can they find you to send you information, Brian? Uh, just on my Facebook page. Uh, I got my Brian Wilder page or uh, the American Gold Prospector page. All right, cool. And, uh, <laughs> on the end of all my videos, too, I got my email, americangoldprospectors.gmail.com. Right. That that so, way, uh, maybe somebody listening or watching knows about Quebec, and they'll let you know something. Yeah, yeah, that would be really cool. That would be cool. And your YouTube channel is what? American Gold Prospectors. There you go. There you yep. go. Pretty. Cool. How many videos you got out now? Uh, I think I just hit the fifty mark, and I'm almost on. I think uh, another hundred thousand views, and I'm going to be at one point five million views, which is pretty cool. Nice. Cool I mean, milestone. How many subscribers, Brian? Uh, I think only a little over 8,000. That's still good, though. Awesome. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, I, I just play around with videos. I'm not, like, totally into it. I just, you know, when I make a video, I just throw it out there. If people want to watch, watch it. If not, whatever. You know? Right. I'm not, like, all into it like some of the other YouTubers, like, try to make <laughs> videos. And, like, you know, I just more or less kind of documentary <laughs> style. Like, I don't plan nothing. I just go out for the day and just film. Whatever happens, happens to so, I mean, there's been so many times where my film just didn't make sense. You know, I didn't. A lot of the times, I just forget. I'm just having a good time, and you know, right. Those sometimes are the best ones. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's all natural, right? What happens happens. What just, happens happens. Just yeah, send, I just gotta wing it. Send it out there. <laughs> send it out there. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, White Gold put on there. He's got more videos than you do, Scott. I'm like, I've I've deleted. I don't know how many of mine. <laughs> Yeah, we're supposed to hook up, but uh, I don't know. I think he had clean problems or something. Yeah, plus that heel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been cool because I was uh, right down in Bumblebee, and I wanted to dredge there, but I wasn't uh, well, what is it, Roadrunners, I think you're supposed to be. Right, right. And, uh, my friend Alex was a Roadrunners member, so we might have detected that as, a, as his guest that went for two or three days, but then he took off. I didn't have enough time to set up the dredge, but I was just talking to a bunch of people I was dredging down there, and I don't know, it didn't seem like there was much down there but they're getting some stuff now did you did you do any good over towards uh uh wickenburg area the, and mayor or yeah wickenburg area yeah I, I went down to morristown um let's see that's uh yeah that's right off near wickenburg yeah it's right before uh, yeah I, I set up camp there for maybe two weeks or so and i would just take the dirt bike and or four-wheeler and i would just go like five ten miles out out in the desert just follow these dirt bike trails and just go way up and just start metal detecting and I never found anything but bullets. <laughs> That's what I find. 
I, I, I kind of really enjoyed just looking for old mines too. You know, I was just having fun, and I found a bunch of old mines. Uh, uh, actually, Jim Jim Hamilton kind of got me into that. He, he started took us out for a couple times looking for old mines, and I was like, "Oh, this is really cool," you know. So I kind of started doing that, and just going in and seeing the old workings and trying to find some cool stuff. No, and we call it riding with Jimbo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll suck you in. Like 20, 30 miles sometimes with him. He goes out there. But uh, it's always a blast. It was really fun. Uh, we got to hang out with Mike Pun. Mike Pun came out with us for two days. So that was really cool. Uh, we went out and uh, looked for mines and, and stuff. Um, uh, well, oh, uh, Shannon Poe I went out with for a day. That was really, really cool. cool. Him and all the other Amber guys. That was kind of unexpected but that was really cool you know you're great guys yeah fun time out that was awesome sounds like a sounds like a great trip man yeah but yeah no, it was awesome i mean everyone's just having a good time in arizona like everyone's on vacation just <laughs> have fun and go riding and metal detecting and, you know not too serious everyone's just having a blast Keep under the stars that's the life. yeah yeah that's the life right there right and uh, sure beats Massachusetts because, geez, we usually have like three or four feet of snow up here all uh-huh. winter long. That's actually why I started making videos because I was just bored. bored I was bored right. all winter long and you couldn't do nothing up, up here. You know, you, I don't snowmobile or ski or anything like that. So right. I'm kind of stuck inside. So well, yeah. I, so you gotta I film all summer and make videos in the winter, you know. So that's kind of another reason why I started doing it again. Makes sense. Nothing wrong with but, that. Uh, I figured uh, go out to Arizona. This year. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was cool. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So yeah, I'll definitely go this year too. Oh, you're going back to Arizona again this year? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I'll start in Arizona, but maybe I'll go to California or something. You never know what's gonna happen. Right. Well, this this year we'll get or next year we'll get you down on the claims. Yeah, you gotta get your claim going so we can dredge over there. Well, I got invited <laughs> back to the Peterson mine, so as long as there's water up there in Stanton, um, I can dredge all winter long. Twenty twenty five, Brian. Twenty twenty five. Yeah, that would be really cool if I can dredge all with it too, because they have some big gold. That's uh, right on Weaver Creek, I think it's called, right below the potato patch, and they they're pulling up like potato sized nuggets from there like, for a hundred years. Man. And they're still doing it today. Uh, I got a tour over there, and they, now they got to use backhoes though to rip up a you know a couple feet at a time and double stack it. There's still oh, that's the gold coming out of there. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's cheating using a backhoe. <laughs> yeah, but that's the way to do it now because, you know, when they first started going with detectors, they said they would go and they had a ton of gold, and then the next new detector would come out and they can go two inches deeper. Right. And they yeah. got a ton of gold, you know, and a couple of years go by, and now they can go four inches deeper and they would get a ton of gold. And now they're using the 7,000, and, you know, that starts to peter out. So now they're up there ripping, you know, a couple of feet off at a time and they're sure. metal detecting. Wow. That's the way to do it. And that's exactly that's where I was dredging in one of the holes because they just take like no one out there where that creek is no one like runs the dirt they just scoop it out from the creek and they put it on the side and they metal detect it right and that's all they do that's what I mean you got all there's there's just there's just holes and holes and miles of holes all over the place oh wow and that's all they're doing they're just they're just scooping it up putting it on the ground and metal detecting it right. well I'd sure like to run those back to a dry washer oh man I mean uh, when I first went in a dredge. I, I just put my face in, and there was a half grammar just sitting right there because they because huh. the backhoe just it missed like six inches of the dirt. You can see where they scooped one scoop and then they scooped another, and in between the two scoops there was a nice grammar right there. I'll be darned. That's, That's cool. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. That is pretty neat, actually. 
Well, man, Brian, it's been a pleasure having you for sure. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it was great to be up. Yeah, we'll have to have you back again after one of your next trip. Come on back and tell us what happened. Cause you seem cool. to be killing it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll let you know what happened on that uh, Alaska trip. Yeah, definitely. Let us oh, know. Yeah. You'll love it. Yeah. You'll, cool. be, you'll be getting back while the Biffles are down there. So stop in, tell us how you did, and then we can get a report yeah. from them when they get back. So that'll be cool. Sounds good. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Well, Brian, thanks it's again. It's going to be buddy. in Alaska. Right. Race for the gold. <laughs> you guys. Thanks for having me. You're Later. welcome, man. Thanks for Take care, on. Brian. Be good, brother. All right. Bye, See Brian. Very cool. Yeah, man, Brian, find some nice gold. <laughs> man, he showed me some. I was like, get out of here. He's, He's like, got yeah, chunkers. Don't find any fine stuff. Nice. East Coast? Maine. Yeah. Oh. Maine. I think we need to plan a trip to Maine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we all get in line, we can cover a lot of creek. I need to go to Massachusetts and then Maine. Holy cow. We need Upper to- Bobo. I can't believe Bobby ain't finding any of that stuff. I, well, yeah, maybe he is and just ain't telling us. <laughs> <laughs> There's the key right there. That could be it. I think there is a YouTube who lives in Massachusetts and goes to California to find better gold. So I don't know. <laughs> I guess it depends on what part, huh? Well, you know, if you have hookups too, then that's a big right. thing. It depends on where you can go. I think, yeah. yeah, it's getting in where getting that lucky friend to tell you, hey, this is where you go. And you exactly. Get right. Yeah, she had calls it the lucky friend. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is the, the lucky friend. The special friend. Right. right. Who's going to share that special spot with you, you know? This is where you can go. Share the wealth. But not the morel mushroom, folks. (laughs) (laughs) They ain't saying anything. They're not saying anything. (laughs) Uh, Look at Dennis. He's like, oh, I go to the pit. (laughs) That's all he's going to say. I just went to the pit. Yeah. That's where Dennis finds his mushrooms at the pit. Yep. Right in the pit. Right in the pit. Yeah. They just magically appear. (laughs) Yeah. And for everybody that don't know, like I said, he does YouTube videos on America. It's, It's American Gold Prospectors. He ain't hard to find. He's got a big eagle behind his emblem, so you can see him. Yep, pretty cool. Oh, man, see, that that was cool. He definitely got some big gold. He could just sell a couple pieces and buy one of them masks. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody would trade him a mask for those oh, pieces. Oh, yeah, probably. definitely, right? It'd be like, I'll give you this here. <laughs> yeah, he could have one of them masks with no problem. And one of them fine-bearing sea gold masks. Well, heck, none of those guys in California is using them masks, so you never know. <laughs> oh, yeah, they do. They'd probably get one quick and easy. Yeah, you never. It's some nice gold he's got. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Real nice. So we might have to think about that. That would be a cool place to go. If we know somebody down there, I don't know. We shall see. We might. We shall see. All right. Any, you guys got anything else? Dennis, Rich, Kathleen, uh, Chad? Nope. No. Um, the only thing I, I didn't fall asleep. No, you good did. Night, gold diggers. Your <laughs> <laughs> bag. No, Rich didn't fall asleep. I'm I didn't fall asleep. I I, I I saw Rich like going like this, you know, <laughs> to stay awake. I think he was fidgeting to stay awake. Oh, I was fighting it. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, hey, he, he got to where he wasn't moving. He just stopped. You need to turn. And all of a sudden, he's wiping his eyes. And then I saw a couple of yawns and went, "Uh oh." <laughs> you need to turn off that light next time, Rich, and just relax. No. <laughs> you turn off that light, I will be done. 
If I get some whiskey in me too, I will be done. Well, there you go. Next time, get it. Yeah, mine. I I had just that much tonight, so a smaller amount, and yeah, I'm ready to go to bed. You look it, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't have half a bottle this show. I have a 7:30 meeting, so I gotta get to bed. All right. Well, <laughs> nice. We'll nice. Go ahead and say good. And I gotta go into work. Well, we'll go ahead and say good night, gold diggers. Then and. Well, Remember, folks, <laughs> get out there and start living life before the life in there to start living. Don't forget to join us Sunday. Like Scott. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget to tune in Sunday for our Sunday show at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time right here on Prospector Radio. We'll be here. Hope you can join us. Until then, we're out of here. Have a great week, everybody. Good night, gold diggers. Good night, everybody. Good night. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 7.30 for another great show. For updates and more info, please go to www.prospectorsradio.com.